Hey, what's up? It's Julie Pilot. Thanks so much for listening to the Idea Fountain. Every single month, I interview someone that has changed my life. And this month on the Idea Fountain, it's Tommy the Clown. Now stop. I'm serious. Either you know or you don't know about Tommy, plain and simple. He's one of Los Angeles's greatest treasures. When I first started mentoring at a place called home, my mentee was in foster care. Every six months, she'd have to go to court to find out if she was going to stay in the system or go back to her family. Tommy the Clown and his dancers would be there and dance at children's court. It made one of the most difficult times in her life bearable. Then I think I saw Tommy next when Will Smith played Wingo Tango. And then in 2005, the David LaChapelle movie Rise hit, which told the story of what happened in the streets of L.A. with Crumping and Tommy the Clown. It's a story about both dreams coming to life and lives being saved via dance. Tommy has been there through some of my biggest life moments, whether it's important birthdays, changing jobs, or even before we launched Beats One, he came out with a whole crew. He's got a battle zone coming up on July 27th. All the details up on theideafountain.co. I love the Idea Fountain so much because everybody matters. Last month, I had Miguel, who co-founded a company with a multi-billion dollar valuation. This month, an entrepreneur, an L.A. legend, and someone who is truly one of a kind. Let's give it up for Tommy the Clown. I-E-A-F-O-U-N-E-A-I-N this is the Idea Fountain, life-changing conversations. I want to, for me, like a big part of the podcast is the conversation I have with people, but a lot is bringing so many people I love to my house and bringing people into the room. So we're going to do a quick roll call and go around and have everybody shout out their name and... Um, if you're not in this front area, you're going to have to really shout it or you might get called out, okay? Mm-hmm. I want you to start. Okay. My name is Latasha Carter. Uh, I'm Tommy's manager. Uh, my company is PDP Agency LLC. That's and, good. We're um, just doing names. Oh, but sorry. that's fine. <laughs> this is your first time. It's fine, but just your name. All right, go ahead. Seiji Oda. Manny Rodriguez. Max Louis. Louisa Iskin. Rachel Foles. Prophet, Will Turner, Santa Reese, Yada, Betty, Daniel Moreno, Judy Maldonado. Hold up, hold up. Uh, I, we didn't read it. Uh, yeah, louder, louder. Judy That whistle. All right. Okay. Uh, let's go in the middle. Justin. Lori Richard. Monica Cohen. Natasha Jackson. I don't know. I would have blown the whistle. I was about to, but it went on. Creon knows the rules. But uh, Natasha is from Seattle, so she, uh, go ahead, one more time. Natasha. Oh, man, did you have the headphones on when that happened? I had them on to the floor. Oh, my God. Oh, this is amazing. Seriously, having you around brings so much joy. I'm so excited. I say that a lot, but I'm really excited. I'm so excited I put on a special outfit today. Um, how did, I don't even know if I know the full story. How did this all start? Back, back in 1992, uh, coming from a lifestyle of struggling, you know, and then uh, coming from Detroit, Michigan, poor neighborhood, and I moved to L.A. into this atmosphere of, you know, drugs and gangs and all that type of stuff. Eventually, I did my uh, share of trying to be negative and got in trouble and then end up doing uh, some juvenile time and stuff. And after that, I got out 
and when it changed and started working for DPSS and started working, and they ended up firing me because they found out I was incarcerated, but I didn't have to tell them I was con- I was confined, not convicted, but they, you know, end up, you know, like suing them. They was supposed to get my job back, but before then, I started working for Transamerica, and then uh, at Transamerica, that's when, you know, these girls at my church was doing like the clown stuff, you know, and then I, um, they, I saw what they was doing. They said, man. You know, you probably be a good clown, and I, and I asked him, what, 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 what y'all do? And I started inquiring about it, and then all of a sudden, this girl at my job, named Gretchen, she um, said, Tommy, be the clown at my party. And I was like, man, you, I said, Gretchen, you gonna pay me to do it? And she was like, yeah, so eventually, uh, I stayed at a party about three hours for like 20 bucks, she didn't have no money at the end, and I, and I left three there three hours. hours for doing t- what you do. <laughs> I mean, did you lose? Voice. No, I, I, it was, it was a joy. It was a, uh, an inspiration. It was like, you know, to be able to control a party, and, and, and it was my first one, so I was excited. You know, she was about to cancel, and I'm like, okay, Greg, don't cancel. Just give me twenty bucks at, at, at the job, you know. And then um, I stayed there, and after that, I left. I said, I'm finna come up with Tommy, the hip hop dancing clown. And then every day after work, I work from seven to three forty-five. I go to the restroom, paint my face, and then I just travel. LA. Anywhere I see people standing out, I roll up, I jump out and start dancing, you know, and, and, and acrobats flipping, jumping out the car, and, and, and you know, just, just, you know, bringing that type of energy. Had you ever done any kind of like hosting or performing or like working on artists before? No, I, I mean, at my job, I remembering, you know, as a young kid doing little plays type stuff, I, I, and then at Transamerica. I want to say I did Michael Jackson. Like I used to, you know, did his try to do his moves and stuff, and moonwalk and stuff. And and I never never took no like no professional uh, dance class or nothing. You know, I, I was just when I became Tommy the Clown. I just like, you know, the character and just being able to, and to control a crowd of kids and adults. It was it was like it was crazy. It was like and that's what made me. After I left that party, I stayed three hours because I was just enjoying having a good time. And, and then the rest of the history, I'd be traveling the street every day. It was like a high to me. So I had to go to work. I had to do my job. You know, I was fast typer, you know. So I, I do my job. And then at 345, I run to that restroom and I put that, put my paint on, you know, get my hair right, my gloves, you know. And I used to, you know, paint all, just all around my neck at, yeah. you know, at first because, you know, I didn't want no one to know who I was and nothing. I, I wore gloves, long sleeve shirts, so you don't know. And, you know, people used to like, man, you, man, you, you, uh, dang lady, you a tight black clown. You know what I'm saying? You a tight clown to be black. And then I was like, I said, I'm not black. I said, I said I'm white. And then she was like, oh, are you serious? Like, <laughs> wow. You, and then, you know, I said, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm black. I'm black. And then, you know, so, and then I just start, you know, I started, Taking this off because paint used to smear all over my clothes yeah. and stuff like that. So you know, I um, it was just like it was like a that was my, I mean, a real slim, and that was just like my um, my go to every day, and that's how I did it. For, I did it for like a year straight, nonstop. I go through anywhere. I travel through all the. I didn't know like the gang areas, so I didn't care. I'm from Detroit, Michigan, and I just travel. I. I, I I feel like it's human beings and I'm a clown. Like everybody's different but me, you know. So I just pull up on them, see people, and, and you know, and it was blessed. God bless it because I never got in no areas where, you know, worry about getting hurt. I remember when I started, when I started doing the business, I traveled by myself doing parties. I did it in, in Watts, an 18-year-old girl party. And I just, I just know I really got to do good because people was here, you know, you, you got to really entertain these people, so. Well, you know, I, I'm always curious as somebody who didn't grow up in L.A. and you didn't either. By the way, I love Detroit. Um, but you were here around 92 and that's when the city was destroyed with the Rodney King riots. And I wonder just as somebody who lived through it and came to L.A. as I don't know if you came before or after, but what was I mean, explain to me like a little bit about the mood and the vibe of the city as it was rebuilding. I mean, I definitely came before uh, the riots. You know, I was a young ki- kid, and then, then during the riots, I was 
I was Tommy the Clown. And you I was, were? Yeah, I was Tommy the Clown. While the riots were happening. While the riots were happening. I think wait, it was wait, wait, wait. No, mm-hmm. just, I mean, seriously. Because everything that I've seen has been in the movies. Mm-hmm. Right? And I see people looting. People mm-hmm. like the police. Mm-hmm. You Pe- know, the riot like, squad. Like me. Mm-hmm. In the streets. Mm-hmm. And you put on your clown gear and you were in the middle of it? I, I, was, I was right there. I, I, I'm watching TV. Staying downtown on, on Promenade Towers, and and me and you know a uh, friend of mine was like was looking, literally watching people running out the stores, and we, you know, if your mind ain't right, you get a little thirsty. You like you know, I'm like man, man, girl, let's go out there and see what's going on. So I, I drove my Mustang, green five point Mustang. We driving around, and you know I never forget. And then we watching people literally running up and down the street, and then you know you like it's like man, you you know you can't beat them join them you know so we you know we pulled up in the car and 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 i remember he we stopped at this store and you had your clown gear on no 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just really trying to i'm doing the visual no, no. in my head this is i can't remember the store we walked in but we just walked in the store and then and my crazy was trying to i think we i tried to grab something i ran i think you know i, I saw the man coming i ran out the store and he like he chased me with a bat and then wow. he and he hit my as I was as I was getting in the car he hit my Mustang like bow and you know and it didn't and I said okay now that was dumb yeah you know so but yeah I literally watched I literally watched people um going through it and, and doing what they do and and and, and I was still Tommy Clown still on the weekend I was able to you know create the atmosphere of of uh, you know they was going through fires everywhere still was doing birthday parties. Well, I just think it has to be so special because I imagine in that time in the city, there was so much frustration mm-hmm. and it seems like it would be really easy to lose hope. And um, that's incredible for you to bring so much joy to a generation. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how the business started. Like mm-hmm. you, and I, you know, it's funny because when I got connected to you, it was when it was after Rise, and it was when everybody had so much focus on the dancing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't little kid stuff; Mm-mm. it was battles. Mm-hmm. And I want to get to that, but how your business, as it really started, you were getting booked for kids parties, mm-hmm. and then was did those kids just grow up? Um, I mean, definitely, I I started. You know, at Transamerica, then after I left, I ended up leaving the job and just started doing birthday parties. I think I was charging, you know, like maybe $60, you know, $70, you know, back then. It's, it Just being booked, you know, kids was, um, people was like, really, I was different. You know, people you think, some people think I was, thought I was crazy or whatever, but I was able to um, just um, entertain a party, you know. wasn't like the regular, you know, boring clowns. I brought the music. I, I used... Like back in the days, I used the car, which you know, you know, back in the days, like we like the high sign when you, you know, trying to show off right now, Crenshaw with a car with loud music with sounds in it. So I said, let, I mean, let me put that type of image, that clown, into that car because the Mustang, I still put nice music in there. And when I became Tommy the Clown, I said that's gonna be my introduction because the girl that that taught me, that showed me her, the, what they do, she said. Tommy, I just like to make an introduction so they I might come with a horn like honka 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 or or, or, or some bells. I said, I'm, I want to pull up with music and, and, yeah. and bumping it. And so that's what I did. And then I, I became, you know, Tommy Hip Hop Clown. I started doing birthday parties for kids and and it just it just continued to grow. They started booking me on the weekends. I was, you know, working in Transamerica and doing the parties on the weekend. And eventually uh, uh, end up stopping working Transamerica. And then um, I've heard um, that there got to be a point where there were a lot of kids that wanted to dance with you. And as there were trouble in the streets or like some kids might have felt pressure to join in a gang, is it true that if kids were dancing with you or if they were doing crumping or if they were clowns, they wouldn't have that same pressure? It, it 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 was definitely became like an outlet. Um, I started with this little girl. I was doing. I used to do her party, you know, and I did a party for year after year. And I used to always pull up and it's, and she come running to me, jump my arms. Then I did the King Parade, 
uh, by myself. I did the uh, Pasadena parade and I saw her at the Pasadena parade. And I said, that's that little girl. And I told her, come here. And she came to me and I asked her mom, to, can she go with me the rest of the parade? And so I do my thing. I say, when I blow the whistle, you just come out and just walk and then just break it down, okay? She's like, yeah. So she did it, crowd went crazy. And I, that was my first clown, you know? Mm. I, and I called her Little Miss Tommy. And then from then on, doing birthday parties, people were seeing and they wanted to be a part. So it, it started building. I got in, I got some twins. I got a guy, you know, and it just started growing. They, and they, and it, it became like a, you know, the thing to do. Everybody wanted to be a part of the crew. I created Tommy and the Hip Hop Clowns. And then we started just doing party after party. And um, it became an outlet, you know. Um, uh, kids wanted to be a part of what I was doing. I couldn't accommodate all of them. So I say, why don't y'all form your own crews? And then this crew came out and they, you know, they start doing their thing. You know, they start doing, you know, forming crews, and they wanted to challenge us one time. So I finally took the challenge, I, and I would pull it up on a block, and they came out the house, we came out the cars, and we just started battling right there on the street. So we was going at it, dancing, you know, everybody just wilding out. And then I, I walked, I had backed up, and I walked to the side, and I was looking at it, and I said, I said, we can't judge this. I said, and I went home that night, and I, and I wrote the script, called Battle Zone. That's where you know people could come together and, and, and intense and just battle and let the crowd, you be the judge. And so that's that's how that happened. And then it became a, a, a safe haven, an outlet, because now these kids want to be a part. It, I start being able to say, do good, or you can't dance with me, you know? So I didn't, try, I didn't start off like, man, I'm going to try to change the world or the help. It just it, it just fell in that you know in my hands. And just trust the process. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about different crews joining in, I want to talk a little bit about Rise. But in the movie specifically, there were the Crumpers and the Clowns. Is that kind of is that like how was the dance movement crumping already happening in LA, or what, did it start as a crew because Clowns crump too? Right, yeah. like I. So, how did that all come together? <laughs> no, when they, the movie. By the way, no research. Just questions. <laughs> just questions. I like have been wondering about for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. It, the, the movie Billy D. Williams. He he uh, definitely saw the movie, and he said, he said, uh, and I met him. He said, "Man, nice movie, but I see a lot of a lot of division. You know, divide stuff." So. He always said that, and I, I, you know, just in with stuff that can always happen. But David, when he, when he, when he um, scripted, it, it was called, it was gonna be called Clowns in the Hood first, and then he changed it to Crump, then he changed it to Rise. And I'm so glad he did. Yeah, you know took, what I mean. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like I just don't think. I really genuinely believe Rise is like one of the best movies of all time. It's mm -hmm. definitely in my top three. Mm -hmm. I own it. I have traveled the world and I have proof on video <laughs> of like people in Germany losing their mind wow. about Rise. And it's just, I mean, it's such a special story, but it's so artistically, beautifully shot mm -hmm. as well. So I'm glad they just didn't call it Clowns in the Hood. Right. And, and, and so when he did that, you know, it, the way he did Battle Zone, it's, it's a typical Battle Zone. It was, literally was uh, uh, cartoon clowns. Versus Tommy and Hip Hop Clown, so we was on the battlefield. But David per se of the movie because Crump, it had it had evolved, which mean uh, it started at you know I'm Academy. We was like they I had bars like all on the windows, and then we used to come practice after school. They could come, and it was a place where anybody could come and just have a good time and, and do their homework, and then just dance. And the intense got uh, uh, you know more and more intense as we continue to practice and the unique moves that's was coming from your bodies um while we you know while you practice it because practice to make perfect practice to create an energy practice to create an atmosphere of just more unique things being done these kids were jumping on the bars hanging on bars wilding out jumping and and just and and just and then we was like, oh man, he, we had a DJ called DJ Crump. And we was just like, he, man, he getting crump. And, and you know, and so when David came in and saw the, uh, the clowns and then, uh, and then we had a split situation happen where I had to make some, uh, you know, uh, moves and, and, and cut some stuff, you know, and switch some stuff. It, it's like, um, 
they you know having great dancers but then they can't be a part of you because of things that took place so um uh, you know I, I directed david tours you know how people you can you can get crumped and then you don't have to just do birthday parties it's like right. he was really dancing just atmosphere at home practicing you know in the backyard or whatever so uh it, it was tommy about clowns versus cartoon but he he named it clowns versus crumpers so, I mean, um, I don't know if somebody's hearing about this for the first time, if they realize how serious these battle zones are or how serious the dancing is. How would you describe crumping to somebody who's never seen it, never experienced it? I mean, I would, I would say it's an it's a aggressive dance. It, it, came, it came from, like, you know, you wanted to destroy your opponent on a dance floor by battling by doing something unique you know and, and i even like to it, it, it takes energy to a whole nother high of, of of trying to just outdo the next person you know battle zone created the atmosphere to you know to get crumb to try to and I, I when i go places and try to explain the intensity and the aggressiveness of it is it's like i feel you can get crump in any type of you know situations if you, whatever job you got if you know whatever you're a teacher you could be a crump teacher like you're really trying to outdo and make these kids learn what they need to learn and then you can be a uh uh you know a crump oh, chef. chef you know like okay you know what i'm gonna make sure my food is right I, I want i want i want i want that clown to bite into that chicken and say that was good you know what i'm saying so you know, and, and, and whatever job he is, you can put, it's like putting that extra ump into it. Like, because a lot of times we can take a job and, okay, I'll do my job again, my job again, my job again. You know, so. Yeah, it's, you can go to your job or you could get crumped. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I, this is, this is going to sound, I was going to say this is going to sound ridiculous, but I guess that sounded ridiculous. For real, so now, um, there's somebody that a lot of people know through music who I think started with you, or I don't know if he started with the other crew, with Crumpers, uh, T-Fly, mm -hmm. who in the movie Rise went by Baby Tie-Dyes. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that's going to sound ridiculous. I swear to God, I don't remember if he told me this or mm -hmm. if this was part of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, because I really believe in T-Fly, and I've you know, been cheerleading for him for a long time. But he mm -hmm. described crumping as like you were saying like it's violent or like aggressive at times mm -hmm. right and um he said that when he danced he mimicked what his body through went through when he got shot mm. which that's pretty intense mm -hmm. especially you were th showing us a throat slow motion video mm -hmm. like that's intense yeah I, uh I, you know i think the, the uh the movement and then also just learning you know because you know it, it, you know people can you can have your own meaning i think sometimes people create what it means to them you know because now everybody can't you know time to clown i i stay into doing birthday parties it started there by myself created a crew still doing parties and that's what we're doing and and and, and, and so now now you people break off and do different things, but they can't do the parties that Tommy do because they want Tommy to clown, uh, uh, you know. So they, it, it was 50, 60 clown groups. You had House of Clowns. Wow. You, had, you know, you had Hard in the Paint. You had Just Clown. You had uh, a Too Much Clown and all that clown. You had, uh, and then some, you know, all different type of clown groups that was trying to create a business and do what Tommy did. He do it. I can get a group of kids and do it too. And then it don't work out like that sometimes to them because people want, they'll try these other situations, but it's like, we, we, you know, God bless me to be some type of character, just like love dealing with kids. But but the tent, the dance, like it started and to be able to be in your home, like for him to get shot and to uh, 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 channel through that because you got to get over it. Mm -hmm. And, if you know, so he's dancing and and, and, and it's all that. It, it give you, it's released. It, you know, he was with us. Like now he became uh, this rap, you know, this this this, this rap, you know, singer. Because yeah. you know, he has skills. And a lot of these kids, like looking at Ray Ray with mindless behavior, all these kids, you know, Casper and went on and, you know, man, he was with J-Lo and, and, and did his thing. I watched these kids grow up and, and Wait. just... I just got the TMZ aspect of that. I didn't know Casper that was with J-Lo was 
was grew up with you. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> we travel, travel. Um, when you say for you to go to Germany and, 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 and yeah. do this stuff, we the this rise did create the atmosphere uh, of us going for me to take these kids from the hood to London, Germany, China, Hong Kong, Africa, uh, and, 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 and created. We I think we did like a little tour in Germany, you know, to see the different language coming, the people out there enjoying what we do, you know, and, and you know, so it was it was an experience that I wanna go back. How'd you first get connected to David LaChapelle? Um we was the we had academy, eventually got academy on uh, Imperial off of Crenshaw and that's where the intensity of the dance, the practice every day, the weekend, everybody come, 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 drop their kids off, and it was just like the place to be, you know. And uh, David, uh, I want to say one of the cl- one of our clowns went to the, uh, Christine Aguilera video shoot, and and uh, they danced there. I guess they auditioned, and David saw. I'm like, what is, what is this and where did this come from? Then they directed him to the academy and then David and Macy Gray walked in the building and, and saw the circle, saw the warrior paint and saw the unique of the dancing. And then he said, man, 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 you know, I'm, I'm going to document this, man. I'm documenting. He stayed in our lives for about, I want to say like three years, you know, three years. And that's when he, you know, he was like, man, is this clowns in the hood? And then he was like, now it's this crump, you know, because it, it, and then. And they'll rise how in the midst of, you know, what you can go through in life and the struggle that really truly exists in the neighborhood, you can rise above it if you want to. So he by him calling that 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 really it was unique. It was he made us see things that we didn't see. Like I didn't know the dance was doing Africans do that type oh, of stuff. Yeah. But then like I said, they me go go to Africa and go learn. And we, it was we, like it was genetic. It, or, mm-hmm. or, you know, like So that tripped me out, you know, to yeah. see that. And to uh, just to just to um, you know the experience of it really open your eyes to life, you know. So so I, you know, I, I enjoyed that, and just to and I still do it. Like people are like, man, you twenty seven years, are you still doing it, still at it? You know, throughout the struggle, of how people can down and people can li- you know and create whatever you know. Like y'all still clown dancing, y'all. You know, you know, you better get a real job. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine the city without it. So talk a little bit more about um, your academy. Mm-hmm. I have a, a, a non-profit Time to Climb Foundation Academy where it's an it's a outlet. It's on 137 in Normandy and Gardena. And it's a, a nice place where we do Freestyle Fridays. It's like I open up where they could come for free and just battle, sign up and um, um Battle on the dance floor, you know, I hosted. And then, you know, we have uh, dance classes that we train and teach kids the fundamental of what we do. And, and, and one thing about us, it's a lot of kids that want to go do birthday parties, want to jump out the car and jump and, and, and experience that. So, you know, I, I have a set crew that that's experienced, that been with me for years and growing up, you know, people come, people go, people do other things. And so... You know, I try to create like a on Saturdays like community hopouts or, or 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 street battles where we promote. We're gonna be in Anderson Park or whatever, and I want everybody come out and watch this. The, the academy kids go head to head, and then they could come and jump out now, and we record them and put them on our uh, YouTube channel. We got like about five hundred and eighty some thousand subscribers, so it's like they get known, they get taught up. These kids become. Uh, little stars, you know, because they social media start to build by being in the, in the midst of this organization. You're getting me all excited. I mean, like, I don't know, make some noise if you've ever experienced uh, one of Tommy's dance parties. Yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, there is no party that is more fun than when you show up on the block. And um, you want to know a secret? I just graduated from college. And I may have a block party coming up at the end of the summer. <laughs> so, you know, we may have to do a schedule check. My little neighborhood that's like the twilight zone here, you could turn it upside down, you know. Um, I, I mean, that seriously would be incredible because nothing is more fun. I mean, he gets everybody into the party and everybody dances. And um, it's just, it really is pure joy. Uh, you have a battle zone coming up. Yes, July 27th, uh, Battle Zone goes on. It's the new generation. So, 
you know, we did a big audition, uh, and I I got some some dancers and some some people that made it that's gonna go head to head, round for round, pound for pound, and the audience, you be the judge, so they can just feel the you know feel the atmosphere of these kids trying to destroy each other on the dance floor. And we got uh, you got some artists coming through, you know, rappers coming through, uh, you know, Joe Moses, Compton AV. We got you know. Um, uh, my crew, my main crew, is gonna do like some unique shows, you know, throughout there, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a wonderful time. It's gonna be uh, 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 intense. And where's it at again? It's and gonna, like, how do people get tickets and stuff? It's gonna be at Southwest College, um, in like up Imperial and Western in LA, and you know they can go to my website that's TommyTheClown.com. And they can get tickets online. We got, you know, VIP tickets or meet and greet backstage and stuff like that. So the greatest thing that has happened to me maybe in 2019 is I got a message from Tommy asking me to be a guest judge (laughs) at the Battle Zone. So what do I need to know? Like, I mean, usually the crowd is the judge. No, what we what we have done, the crowd still play a part. Uh, I w- I wanted to you know uh, you see some guest judges like maybe like I try to get like ten, and then the crowd make eleven, so someone gonna lose. Okay. You know, you know. So, so there's not that much pressure. No, it's not. You you yeah you, you're gonna have to vote, but you once you watch and you see, you're gonna find out. Okay. That one did that one, you know, so it's your choice. It was you know. it was really cool once in my life. <laughs> Somehow, at one point in my life, I thought I was showing up to watch my friend Austin Brown do um, pick out dancers for his uh, video shoot, but his choreographer happened to be the choreographer for, like, Step Up 4. So somehow I ended up behind the judges' table at the Step Up 4 auditions. It was one of the best days of my life. Everybody thought I had something to do with it. I had nothing to do with it. I was, like, the only girl there. Um, But I remember asking the choreographer how they decide, and he said, you have to pay attention to who's actually living, like, in the music mm. versus who's in their head remembering the steps. Wow. And it was such an interesting way to look at it. So Yeah, that, right. that, that, that that's true. That's good. That's really good. Um we talked about T Fly. Uh how's Miss Prissy? Miss Prissy, uh she's fine. I she's I think she doing something with I think she called the throne. She's she's creating a, a, a like a dance i think like dance academy I, I don't know too much but i've been seeing her uh she just hit me about trying to get her daughter in battle zone so yeah i think she oh wanted her daughter God. i think she missed but it's probably too late because she missed the audition so but she wanted her daughter and it's a trip because her daughter, but it's miss prissy's daughter, it's miss Prissy's daughter so. <laughs> get in the little <laughs> that's true so yeah she she is really uh, uh you know teaching the kids and, oh and, and training with the kids like battle like I don't know, mothers and daughters? I don't know, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's definitely um, a platform where we put unique type of battles together. So tag teams, triple threat matches and stuff like that. Triple threat. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what about, I'm just curious. So, like, there's definitely people I've known over the years. But, like, is there a story, whether it's a success story or somebody that like went from something really hard and had a breakthrough is there anything that really over the years stands out that you're like the most proud of i can't think right offhand i i just what i'm proud of is just being able to still do what i do for you know 27 years it's you know you know life is life and struggles and struggles and you either gonna fold with the struggles or you're gonna overcome it. So just to be able to see these kids grow up and now I'm doing the birthday parties for the kids that used to be with me, you know. Right. That that's that's amazing to me to where, you know, they come in and I'm doing they they used to do parties with me, now I'm doing a kids party. So that's so special. Um I wanna call out somebody. Alicia, come up here. Uh Alicia, let's give it up. Alicia from Bonnie. <laughs> 
all the catering today. And, you know, just as some, just step up to the mic. I mean, you're not that tall. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, um, I just share some of, like, what you were telling me about growing up in L.A. and what Tommy meant to you or, like, what you remember about him coming through. Okay, well, um, something that really, when you said Tommy the Clown, um, and I closed my eyes, I think about um, the year was 95, and I was off of, I want to say, Florence and like St. Andrews, and he's coming down the street in this green Mustang, and the music is blaring, and we're at a kid's party, and, like, and I'm like five, you? I'm five. five, and we are like so ecstatic, like it was kind of like Tommy was this... Um, make-believe character, you know, and I, what was really cool was that there wasn't any other, um, anything like it in LA, and I know you spoke, spoke a lot about music and dancing, and I loved it, like, I loved to watch it, I couldn't dance growing up, and I would be like, please don't pick me, but I love to be, <laughs> I love to be right in the front row, you know, to see the battles, and something that he didn't speak about was, um, he put on a whole magic show, during this party and it was just this thing this this amazement of like not only can he dance and he has all these dancers jumping out this small mustang it's like he put on a whole show and um it just meant so much and like now you know as an adult and i'm reflecting 20 something years later and i'm just like wow you know i tell people now like you know i didn't grow up with a lot of entrepreneurs and i'm looking back and i'm like damn he did that like you know he was in my neighborhood and he sustained, you know, and not just sustained, like he grew and elevated and he made a way for young people right behind them. And it's just something that I'm trying to do in my company now. Um, and so now I'm thinking about it, it's like when people ask me, like, do you have any entrepreneurs or did you know any? I'm going to bring you up because it's wow. like, I, you know, wow. I didn't even think about it. And it's just like, he was five and he's still doing this today. And you you're about to be 30. Like, you know, that's crazy. Oh, um, you're about to be 30? I know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so much, so much gratitude because you definitely made, made my childhood. Wow. So. Well, I think you bring up an important point and I think that's really special because Alicia, as she's been starting her catering company, has confided in me in the past and said, like, growing up in her neighborhood, like, a lot of times getting a great job would be working at the bank, right? And, you know, there aren't that many entrepreneurs. What advice do you have for somebody starting their own business? I mean, I, I tell them to please, you know, stay focused and, and stay focused and really love what you're doing. I, I understand it's, you know, it's going to be work. It's going to take work, you know, and, and, um, you know, put your all into it. Don't don't be distracted by other things because you can be easily distracted with with other situations. You know, I one thing about having your own. You know, yes, you can go work for this company. You know, if it's Costco, McDonald's, this. You know, th these kids. But it's like you wanna you wanna. It takes teamwork make the dream work. So you want to build your you know your situation you got to get good people behind you that believe in you that that really got your back and and, and not trying to be you know um uh you know shady in what they do so you got to get good people and then just you know know that it's going to be ups and down and and just be willing to just go with the flow pray you know how I, I pray I, I ask god talk to him just like lord bless it bless it you know help me you know you know keep this Keep me going. Keep me motivated. And people ask, like, man, what keeps you motivated? Dealing with all these kids. And it's, and it's nothing, you know, nothing but God. So that's it. That's cool. Um, I'm going to see if anybody has any questions. But first, um, I want to thank you because uh, I've volunteered a long time at a place called Home and mm. Youth Mentoring. And you've showed up again and again and again. In fact, Jerrica's not in her head. Hey, when, when did you, will you come here? When did you first find out about Tommy? You were like, come on, come on, come on, come on. No. And then, Justin, I want you to come <laughs> up here. Well, like, I know, like, I came, I was living in, like, uh, Fontana. Wow. Out there. And so, like, I came to uh, L.A., well, back to L.A., like, middle school. So that was probably, like, 2000, um, well, no, yeah, 2000. Huh. One of the years. Huh? Over there. <laughs> oh, six, oh, six, maybe. And so, like, a place called home. My niece, uh, Tatiana, used to always watch her sister. She the one that can dance. <laughs> she was like, yeah, put my lead, put my lead in there. And so, like, you know, 
um, definitely, definitely um, a nice uh, icon in the hood. Thank you. From the hood. <laughs> and, um, you know, we were talking about nonprofits. We have another special guest here tonight, Justin Mayo from Red Eye. No, nah, man. Justin, this... will you just talk about a little bit about what you're doing in Watts and what yeah. Tommy has done? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I think lots of us have the honor of getting to be around some cool people, but being around like Julie and Tommy, I'm like geeking right now. <laughs> and so um, it's a huge honor. And I remember really the first time I ever saw Tommy, it was at... Uh, a party at your house in Silver Lake. Yeah, is and I, was, I had no clue of whatever, and all I see is this like vehicle coming and people jumping out of this vehicle, and I'm like, is this a holdup? <laughs> like, why are they all like camouflaged? Like, what's happening? I'm like, I've seen a couple crazy movies, and so, but it was like. It blew my mind, and like one of you was saying, I just didn't want to get called. (laughs) I'm like, I'm really white. I cannot dance well. And so, honestly, but like really, it's just been so crazy. Now that uh, like about like a year and a half ago, or we've been uh, providing some mentorship and so forth out in Imperial Courts of Watson uh, for 13 or so years, but then about a year and a half ago, there's all these budget cuts, and so the community is like, hey, we got to like all come together and find a way to save this center and like make for sure we put the power back in the people's hand, like where it's not just some institution or government or whatever. It's like, hey, really make for sure that. Uh, so it was kind of crazy because I'm like, I don't know how it's going to happen. And so it's just really, really fun because uh, the community really did step up and said, hey, this is our center. We're going to make this happen. They run it. They protect it. They do absolutely everything. And I can tell you, hands down, the biggest thing anytime uh, like people want to see a crowd come out, you've got to make for sure Tommy's there. Like, honestly, like Tommy number 101 of like, like hood life. Make sure Tommy is there if you want a crowd there. And honestly, it's been so incredible because... I've watched you from afar, like even on uh, social media and so forth, or at the MLK parade or wherever it may be. Like, it's so crazy because I see your heart for humanity. And I know lots of times people, they see like all the laughs, they see all the moves, they see all that stuff that I wish I could do. Um, But I see the impact you're making on kids and on teenagers and on families' lives. And uh, just your consistency of 27 years in like impacting lives you never hear that anymore like the average person stays in LA two to three years alone and so the fact that you choose to keep on being in the hustle in the grind and in some really rough areas like you had to earn a right to be in those spaces like that's not like oh cool I'll offer a service out here it's like uh uh-uh (laughs) really right of passage on that buddy and so uh so it's just it speaks volumes of you because Lots of people, they want to be celebrated or they want to uh, make an impact. But you have chosen uh, the road less traveled. You've chosen to be consistent when other people stopped. You chose to keep on pushing and giving and investing in lives. Uh, And I think you'll, like you were talking about, God, I think you honestly won't even know until the other side of eternity, like up in heaven someday, the lives that you've impacted and empowered because you chose to keep showing up when others stopped. Mm. So I want to say kudos to you and kudos to Julie. Like for honestly, like Julie, like it's not just in a place called home or the Watts Empowerment Center, but over and over, she's been an advocate for people without a voice. And, uh, and that speaks volumes of you. Like there's so many people that they'd see you voted like most powerful woman on the radio or like, Hey, you dominating like this with, uh, beats or all these different companies. Like it doesn't even matter. Like but you, you never throw a title out there. It's always, Hey, I'm Julie. And Hey, do you know where I'm on the board? Or I throw this uh, bowling event or, Oh, I do this or that for charity or for the community. And it's always been about others. And that speaks volumes. I've seen so many people sell their soul in this town and you're one of the few that yeah, you're the real deal that you've stuck it on. You've used your platform for a purpose. You've understood more than uh, success. You understand significance. And uh, so I kudos to Julie and kudos to Tommy for being ambassadors of hope.
so sweet, Justin. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, it was so powerful. I got the giggles, though, because I, I imagined him when he said me showing up and saying, hey, I'm Julie. Or I could be wearing this airbrush sweatshirt <laughs> that just says Julie. <laughs> Um, what an incredible group of people in the room. Does anybody have any questions? Oh, Lori. Okay, I have a, I have a request, though. Either if you come up here or be really loud, whatever you want, because a lot of times when people go back to hear the podcast, they can't hear the questions. Okay, I'll speak loudly. First of all, thank you. I have been a volunteer with Julie, and I've seen the difference you have made in the community, and it's amazing. If you were talking earlier at that pivotal point before you got a job and the people that were believing you, if you now could go back and tell that person something, what would it be? And, and you say the person. You. Me, if before I Before you became Tommy the Clown, uh -huh. you were trying to get a job and people were giving you a hard time. Right when you, you first moved to LA. Right when you moved to LA. Uh -huh. If you now could tell that person a piece of advice. The young version of yourself. Younger me. Man. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, because uh, I, I, I look back, you know, in the streets where I was, I would tell them, I would tell them, uh, I mean, I watched a lot of them didn't make it, make it out, you know. And I, I mean, I guess I was, man, just tell them to, the, 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 I mean, be, be positive, you know, back in, you know, my, in my days, because it's like we were, we was trying to survive. Mama, you know, couldn't. Mama couldn't. Mama be wanting me to stop, you know, doing a negative, selling of drugs, whatever. But I'm like, mom, I'm paying your rent. Like I, I don't know no other way. Like I can't. School, man, ain't. I, I gotta pay your rent. So it's like I tell them, you know, we if you if you if you just you know just get on a find a because I ain't have no Tommy the clown, no one to to at least say do the right thing, go to school. You know, I didn't have no. You know, a lot of people don't, you know, you may not have that. So I, I would just tell them to, you know, be positive and just, you know, do the right thing and just, just so, because eventually it's going to get better, you know. It'll get better. That's awesome. That's great. Uh, well, thank you so much for um, being a friend and being an important part of the city and uh, inspiring so many and doing for what you've done for so many years. I'm really excited about the battle zone. I think you have about 40 new tickets sold from coming tonight. And uh, we might see you back here in August. Ooh. All right, let's give it up for Tommy the Clown. Thank you so much. I think I think we I'm I'm good. I'm just I just appreciate it. You know, I just I'm just thankful, man. I thank God for just being, you know, Judy, it's like you I was listening to him, you know, him speak of it. It's like you always invite me. You invite me to places that I will be scared to go. You know, I won't I won't tell <laughs> you that I'm scared. Might say it's the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I just don't I just don't, you know, I'm not used to I'm just used to being Tommy the Clown, and I, and I'm not I'm not one like I don't even go when when I take this off. I'm, I don't like the crowds. I don't like going to concerts, parties. I don't like none of that type of stuff. I mean, you know, I'm very you know, you know, mostly just stay in church and you know with my wife and just continue to just stay strong and just because we have to continue motivating each other because there's a lot of like I say, life is full of a lot of different stuff like mm -hmm. like. You can run into some stuffs if you don't stay strong, stay focused. Because in the midst of time, the clown, no one know that it got to a point where I wanted to uh, get a sign and say, "I will." I mean, can you donate a dollar? Because I watch other people do it. I say, "Man, if a million people could come past and give me a dollar, then Mr. Struggle, because now we can't pay our rent. I'm taking my wife jewelry and selling it so we can move into one bedroom heart." Uh, apartment, they don't know the struggles and the different things that we go through as time to clown. Trying to, you know, I go to Disney and try to get a get a TV show and they say, how much you charge? And you got all these people, man, y'all broke, you know? And then you got your people in the neighborhood, y'all charge too much. And so you go through stuff to where I just, you know, I never, I love being a clown. I love pulling up on that block and, and looking at that, that the documentary. Those kids, for them to come and bring joy and then, you know, um, and then we when we come and we bring this big, this big old joy, and then it's time to leave. And it, it, you know, I didn't hear people say, man, and then the party just, okay, we, 
bang, we, you know, back to normal or whatever. And then, and that goes vice versa when you're going through a problem. I, when I'm doing the parties and everybody is joy. And then when you leave that party, you know, you got, man, I got to figure out how to do, man, how you going to do this? Man, I don't do that, you know? So it's just, you know, I'm just thankful. I thank you, you know, for being here. And you just always, when I ask you to be a, a judge, you know, just, just, you know, just come and pick who, you know who the best is, you know, okay, she didn't do better than her or he didn't do better than him, you, you know? So it's like, I just, I just thankful that you, you know, accept it and just being, just always, you know, you've been there. You've always been there, you know. I don't know the different things of how, you know, who things and people are. I don't get, you know, I don't know. I'm not into it. My kids tell me, okay, that's so-and-so, this is this, this is the music. You know, they keep me as I get older. You know, that's how I stay younger by listening to them and just, you know, creating I, I, the, the the platform, the pattern that we that we provide by doing parties, it still exists. Just coming up, showing up, and and I like to see who partying. I like to see who in the back that really ain't feeling this. I want to try to get them to feel it. So I go after them. I tell my crew to go. You know, if you you if you dancing, okay, you good. I want the person that's back there that that say, oh, I hope you don't pick me. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to pick you. Because I want everybody to experience to like, I don't want no parents or nobody be like, okay, where's uh, Johnny or where's, uh, you know, whoever, my kid. No, no, I want you to come participate. And that's what I, I do. So I try to get inside everybody. And I see someone being mean. I'm going to try to go over there and try to make them nice and just make them, you know. And, and that's that's what it's about. So it's, I, crossed, it's, I crossed that line a long time ago. There was like, you know, the little devil on this shoulder, like, don't do it. Like, this is going to be embarrassing. And then there was the one on the shoulder that said, you know, you could keep being the cool person or you could go have fun and have a memory you're going to have for the rest of your life. Yes. <laughs> and then I was in. But, um, yeah, I think what, you, uh, what everything you're doing is so important because, like, I think now more than ever, like, people are on their phones, like, people have anxiety, you know, and they're not spending as much time together. But, like, even, mm -hmm. like, tonight, everybody getting together is so powerful. Wow. And, um, you know, I feel really lucky. Like, one of the things that we've talked about a lot in mentoring, and I look around the room, and there's been a lot of people that have volunteered with me in the past, is seeing people's gifts. And you have a real gift. Wow. And I think that it's also, if I ask for help, like, Tommy, will you come do my podcast? Mm -hmm. You're helping me, mm -hmm. and it's giving you an opportunity to use your gift. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, anytime you need help from me, mm -hmm. I'll use my gift. I'll go judge. <laughs> like, whatever you need. Uh, and I just think uh, it's really special. So thanks That's again sweet. for coming out. All right, one sweet. more time for Tommy McClellan. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Idea Fountain. If you have never seen Rise, it's an absolute homework assignment. R-I-Z-E. If you want to know more about Tommy the Clown, whether it be for a battle zone or a booking, you can follow him at Tommy the Clown. You can follow the Idea Fountain at the Idea Fountain or theideafountain.co and get on the mailing list. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and all of the episodes. It really means a lot when you share it with friends or hit me up. Let's connect more soon.